Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! This is the moment you all have been waiting for! It's time for the global sensation, the one, the only, the undisputed heavyweight podcast in the world, the past timber construction podcast. As proud sponsors of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast, Rotho Bias is taking a global and local or a global view on the way they enter into markets all around the world. In this very special tri-way episode of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast, we speak to Patrizio in Italy, Hannes, who's in North Carolina, and Milos, who's in Brisbane in Australia, about the exciting things that are happening around the world for them in terms of projects, the distribution of technology and information through things like Rotho School, and the way that the market is starting to shape. We also put out a call for people who might necessarily be involved in trying to get a position with Rotho Glass. Please sit back and listen to this very special guest episode of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast with three representatives from Rothoblast, proud sponsors of the podcast. Welcome to this very, very special episode of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure for almost 60 episodes now to have uh, Rothoblast as a premium sponsor for the podcast. And today we have three exceptional guests from all parts of the globe. One is in the US, one is in Europe, and another one is in near my hometown in Brisbane. So let's start with the US. If you can introduce yourself, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, good. Uh, good evening, Paul. Um, good uh, morning here from the US. I'm Hannes Blas. I am uh, managing the US operations for Rotoblas. And um, yeah, I've uh, worked internationally for Rotoblast for the past uh, four or five years. Uh, first in uh, China and uh, then Canada and now the US. And uh, it's pretty exciting what's happening in our industry. And um, we're making great progress and uh, building the team is uh, an experience that contributes to uh, both my personal growth and um, also the industry and um, I feel like also the planet with uh, what we're doing and working for more sustainable construction and better construction and um, the introduction of technology in construction. And Hannes, you draw the short straw. What time is it where you are right now? It's 6 a.m. and... Uh, going to be honest i'm not an early riser so <laughs> thank you my friend and all the way to the other side to europe introduce yourself europe <laughs> yeah here, here we are i think for me is the is the easiest part of the timing and just a midday so yeah well thank you paul for this invitation i think that has been a, um, a nice nice chat nice nice talk that we are gonna have today and well, how what I'm doing in the company is uh, as a division sales manager, uh, what is so called in here. I develop one part of the world. I'm in charge for Asia and Pacific, Asia Pacific. So I support the colleagues in the ground, like uh, Milos, that will be taking the, the world later. And well, I have been developing uh, new countries. So doing the first visit, like uh, the one with the sword in the in uh, in the forest, trying to catch uh, and to try to understand a bit more a new market. So yeah, I started with uh, Finland, Turkey, uh, South Africa, many countries in Asia, together with Hannes in China, and yeah, and slowly, slowly we are putting our seats in, uh, in many in most of the countries in which we are present now with operations and um, subsidiary possibility to invoice import for our clients and 
Yeah, no, it's exciting as uh, as was saying Hannes. I think it's very interesting in the last five years how all Asia Pacific has been growing in terms of mass timber projects. Uh, we have been seeing uh, incredible growth of these mass timber projects in Japan, in uh, in China. Now in Korea, it's starting to do very, very interesting things. In India, very niche, but it's still uh, touchable on the kind of projects uh, growing. And yeah, I think it's very exciting moment, very exciting moment to be, to be uh, involved in this industry, at least in this part of the world. And uh, Patrizio, what time is it where you are in Europe? Yeah, midday, midday now. Uh, now it's you, very hard. Very you hard got for the me. The best time. The best time. <laughs> yeah, I will pay the the beer. I think next time we see each other in person. Yeah, excellent. And it sounds like you're the trailblazer. It looks like you and Hannes they send out as scouts, right, to try and scout out new lands and bring back the information. Yeah, I must say, must say, my experience and my character is like that. So I, I could say yes. Uh, I think also Hannes was, has developed all this you now in the US and China also. Um, yeah, I, I think, think we uh, make fun of discovering. I think uh, all, everybody here on the call has to do that, and I think everybody almost in the industry has to do this. It's a lot of, a lot of uh, stamina, a lot of. Um, uh, willpower to move something in construction, especially it's a conservative industry, which is uh, also good because we're talking about uh, if something goes wrong, we're talking about people's lives, people's livelihood, uh, people's investment in their future and um, retirement plans. And uh, so it is it is a conservative industry, it takes a lot of pushing um but there is momentum building and when it changes it changes in a big scale brilliant and uh the last person invited on the podcast today is from brisbane would you like to introduce yourself mr australia <laughs> yeah good evening paul so it seems like i i'm, I'm looking after the smallest part of the world uh, you will see so um so my name is milos and uh, i am based in brisbane at the moment and um, you know and i look uh, as a region sales manager and uh, and the general manager of australian subsidiary for part of southeast asia that would be philippines singapore malaysia indonesia and then Australia, of course. Um, so um, we have, um, as our subsidiary, we have a warehouse in Melbourne. That's where I was based for the last four years. And um, yeah, during these times, I, I moved to, to the Sunshine Coast, uh, which, which seems to be a good place to be in this uh, pandemic. And, and look, we serve our nation, our Australian nation from the warehouse in Melbourne. And, and we are really happy to have a very good team down there and um, it proved to be a very good uh, good moment uh, to, to be there and, uh, and you know to start that um, from 2014 when, when we started Rotoblas Australia. Yeah, excellent Milos and I think uh, we should be fair to the listeners and let them know that in Australia the two states that had the significant lockdowns were New South Wales and Victoria and it would be fair to say that Brisbane's probably the most free out of all the states in the eastern seaboard so congratulations on escaping lockdowns. We've had six in Melbourne, I think you've had three in Brisbane Central and you're on the coast so you've had a fantastic ride when the rest of us have had quite a terrible I can't ride. Complain. Can't complain, certainly. And I just want to say uh, congratulations on having a Rothoblast catalogue in the background on your bookshelf as well. I think both Hannes and Patrizio would be very, very pleased to see that there. <laughs> All right, that's okay. No comment. Yes, we are. No, yes, we are. I think we, we see that uh, very commonly. I have it in front of me, but... Well, it's uh, an important tool to work every day, I think. I, um, I travelled to uh, Singapore a couple of years ago and I caught up with uh, Stan and Joe from Woodtech. You would know Stan and Joe from Woodtech. And um, I, yeah, went into yeah. the, I went into the site office 
and they needed to give me some shoes to go onto the site. It was for the uh, junior school that they did using mm. the Cree system. And oh, no, yeah. Yeah. I was very pleased to see that in the corner they had one of your retail stands with all of the Rotherblast gear on it, the helmets, the harnesses, the screws, the mm -hmm. fixings, the whole lot. Um, it was very exemplary of what Milos's lounge room or study looks like right now, right? And let's have a talk just quickly. You've introduced yourselves and, you know, Patrizia, you're looking after uh, Asia. You're doing some work in Europe as well. Hannes, you're doing the US and, and Milos, you're certainly doing Australia and you're doing bits of Asia. Um, maybe I could start with you, Hannes, and just sort of talk about, you know, what's the most significant issues for Rothoblast at the moment in the US and, and where do you see the market going? Um, I would say, you know, when you develop a new market uh, or a new industry um we have everybody has has uh, issues questions and uh things to figure out along the way uh, so so do we um, probably the biggest uh, challenge right now is to build the organization build the structure for rotoblast in the states and uh, we're making good progress there uh, in the process of setting up a second uh, logistics hub in North America. So that will be very exciting. We'll have an East Coast and a West Coast presence. And um, this right here is probably the first uh, public announcement of that uh, fact. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at a very good point. Um, we're very close to closing the deal. and. Um, that will be a significant step towards improving our logistics, you know, getting material to people. And uh, the challenges are to keep up with all the growth because we are we're not we're working with a lot of customers. We're working with uh, big customers, small customers, and uh, you know, replicating what we've done in Europe in the past 30 years um, is a good piece of work on all fronts on you know the technical documentation the engineering but also on getting people on board getting um, the um, trained getting the market and the customers and the engineers the architects all educated that is a lot of work that we're not doing on our own there's uh, also other players other associations um, that are that are helping to grow this, but uh, we're also doing a lot of work in this direction. So we travel a lot, we visit a lot of customers, and uh, the goal for us is to, to build a very solid and very granular organization throughout the states. One of the, uh, the probably everybody is complaining about the same, but it's really hard to find people. Just yesterday, we were at a sandwich shop, and the guy said he had six candidates lined up, and none of the six showed up, um, which is kind of representative of what we experience and also our customers. A lot of uh, work with a lot of owners now with companies because they just have to pick it up because uh, no one, they don't find people and uh, we're in the same spot. We're trying, we're struggling to fuel our expansion in in this way. So, so anyone I guess, is interested? Yeah, I was going to say, is that an invitation <laughs> to anyone that's on listening to the podcast <laughs> to, to sign up for, uh, yeah, for absolutely. a job? Yeah, absolutely. And it's... Uh, we were focusing more on the, I was focusing more on um, solidifying our uh, current structure and, and you know, really making, because it's so difficult to expand in these times, like working on the existing processes. Um, but now we will have to uh, go back out into the expansion phase because we have uh, we have too much work to keep up with. Uh, look, that's actually probably a good problem to have, but it's 
It's interesting because I've always been of the philosophy that the pain of decline in business is the same as uh, climbing or ascendancy. And uh, I think what you're talking about is is true for that. I think the other thing that's quite interesting when, when we set up uh, cross-laminated timber and we're looking at uh, connection systems here in Australia, and of course our journey started back in 2011-12 with our first and we had the world's tallest mass timber building at the time. Uh, we very much found that we didn't have people that understood the industry and couldn't work within the industry specifically for mass timber. Yes, you could do it for frame and truss. Yes, you could do it for residential and quasi-commercial construction, but mass timber construction and advising and getting the connections correct, which was the most important part of any of the projects because it was the thing that bound the superstructure together, uh, we found very similar. So I have complete empathy for you and anybody that is listening who wants to get in touch, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you, Hannah, so you can get some people from the US. And if we move from there to Europe, Patrizio, you've got Europe and Asia. Well, there is a growth. Um... Interestingly, from from last year, we it, it was during the lockdown a bit a bit hard uh, in terms of projects stopped uh, stopped, but yeah, we can see there is a there is a good uh, recovery this year. There are um, there is a lot of work on uh, on going on both in Europe and uh, in Asia. I can see from many of my colleagues in Europe. I'm placed in Europe, but I don't work very much in deep in the European markets. So I've, I've did in the past and I am very updated with my colleagues in, in here. And yeah, but I see that there is a, there has been a, a good recovery and, um, and, and there is a lot of new companies moving into the interest of the timber. I think this has been, uh, one of the driven uh, reasons on uh, on why this growth in the industry is, uh, is starting i think most of the mm, of the main of the players working historically i think they have uh, recovered well we have seen that uh, there is yeah there are projects going on but on the part of the new areas like asia especially mm, where this is starting to to be a a new normal uh, many standardization has been done, many uh, normatives has been settled. So mass timber is here to stay. Uh, that, that's clearly been uh, lived in, in all those countries where very difficult to communicate, like Japanese, Korea and China. And uh, as well as in India, it's, it's starting a very a very good, uh, very good interest coming from many architects. Yeah, I must say that uh, also we are looking to grow for more people. This is definitely one of the, the, the best investment you can do and the best of the time in the beginning is to have the correct people that want to join. And yeah, probably the 2022 is waiting us with uh, yeah, a good growth thanks to most of our clients which are bringing the, the timber industry ahead and convincing many of the of the promoters and the developers to to still move from concrete to timber which is a um, a work of many different chains that that i see that together we are uh, we are getting into mm. Yeah, more new projects are coming, uh, more multi-stories are, are arriving. There are pipelines in the pipeline, many of those projects for 2022. Big structures we do expect to be to be realized. And no, no, we are quite excited for 2022. We can see we can see this is uh, this is coming. This is coming in the right direction. Yeah, and I think you hit on a very important point that the the rebound from the pandemic, um, we must be really aware that the pandemic was a social problem, not an economic problem. It wasn't like the global financial crisis where the markets were in tatters. The underlying economic structure was okay, but it was hindered by the social impact. So now we're starting to see a ramp up back into um, normal society. And uh, for those of you who know 
uh, Nick Milestone. I was on the. Yeah, um, I say hello to Nick from here. It's a, I was. Uh, it's a while. Don't see personally. Yeah, I was. Um, I was on a WhatsApp call with him, and he said to me. I, I rang him and he said, uh, oh, sorry, I'm in Edinburgh. And I said, what are you doing in Edinburgh? And he goes, oh, we can fly now. We're here on holidays for the weekend. <laughs> and I'm going, wow. And Milos, you can possible? probably... It is not possible. <laughs> no, no, no. Same for me. Yeah. yeah. And Milos, you can probably relate because you know what's happening in Australia and you work here in Australia and Asia. Tell us a little bit about what you're experiencing at the moment from the construction uh, um, it's everything is going you know companies are still you know finishing up their jobs they are signing up for new jobs so it's pretty much hard to find you know a trade people um, so we are switching to a different mode with for example our technical salesmen where they you know normally our strategy globally is you know go visit the client um, bring the catalog show him what's new and make him aware however now it seems like we are on the team calls teams calls uh, much more often so the technical sales um, can can close deals over the phone uh, people are coming to us so instead uh, us uh, going to them which, which is a nice change. So we are growing really organically from this, uh, this aspect. And, and uh, yeah, for 2022, we have big plans. So as my region, um, you know, as I mentioned, Indonesia looking uh, pretty, pretty strong. Um, Singapore, uh, Philippines. Uh, so, so all these countries have uh, big potential for us. And um, what's happening in New Zealand for you at the moment? The growing market caught up with Sam Leslie uh, two mornings ago and released his podcast episode last night. He said okay. it's starting to go uh, very, very strong. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. New Zealand was uh, pretty much always uh, quite a um, couple of years um, ahead of, of um, Australia with uh, some sort of construction methods, prefabrication uh, methodology, um, so we, we saw the growing there. Um, yeah, we are very happy with New Zealand. Yeah, excellent. And while you're there, Milosh, let's move now to a little bit of a approach to the projects. And um, I know that the world's largest volume of mass timber in a construction project is happening in Singapore right now. Would That's you like right. to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, we are very proud, you know, to be part of and to play a part of the NTU project, which is a Nanyang Technological University project. Um, it's a six-story sets of buildings. Um, the gross floor, floor area would be about 43,000 uh, meters square. Uh, completion, it's almost done, so we can expect by the end of the year. The project started in 2019 and, and probably some interesting numbers I can give you. Um, it's a 13,000 cubic meters of um, engineered timber. All right, so it's it's a lot of so it could be a couple of factories uh, of yearly production. Um, so that's why um, the timber was um, you know sent to to this project uh, from various companies, not just one. And from our perspective, look, um, we have um, provided two hundred fifty thousand of uh, you know uh, one type of screws uh, plus um, another 200,000 of half a meter screws okay that, that's a decent size of a screw if you if you think about it so um, we have um, we have given out uh, I mean sold uh, probably 50 or 100,000 meters of, of tape um, it's a lot of lot of innovation in that project and um, yeah it's definitely gonna be one to look for you know Singapore. Singapore always wanted, um, and they like to have the best, the biggest. So this is it. This is definitely the one. Yeah, and uh, notably, it's a Sagraban uh, architecture project where the columns and the beams are the same dimensional thickness. So you get this nice continuity of the beams and the column structure running across the building, and uh, the uh, material was supplied out of uh, Store Enzo. Uh, and we ha even had on the exterior exposed timber using larch 
um, and those bins will continue to be exposed where there will be um, you know, a coverage using cladding of the project. It's quite an impressive project, um, about to top out. Uh, and for people who are listening, just tune in because I'm going to have David Kingham on the program at some point in the next few weeks once uh, SteelTech give me a release to let me talk about the project. <laughs> so I will yeah. give Rutherblast a plug at that point as well. But, um, yeah, look, an amazing project. Um I remember when the competitive tender came out for the project a couple of years ago, we went to Singapore <laughs> and it was uh, an impressive project. Then it was an impressive walkthrough. So I've gone through a virtual reality tour of the project as well. And it's going to be impressive to see it when it opens. Um, so congratulations to Steel Tech. Congratulations to Rothoblast, uh, an impressive yeah. project. Um, Patrizio, you've been working through some projects uh, that are export in China um, and you've probably had some association with projects in Europe. Do you want to give us a couple of examples of the things you've worked on? Um, yeah, well, first, just to thank SteelTech on the work and the collaboration we had. From the beginning, it has been shown a very, very healthy, very healthy relation. And, uh, and, and the team has been very, very good on, on, on collaboration on the way that we have brought the things through. So... Yeah, mm. except for David Kingham, right? You can't. Yes. You can't. Of course, no, of no, 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 David Kingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, all the uh, all yeah, the very structured uh, origin uh, on that area. So no, very, very nice. No, I cannot say bad words. I can maybe tell to him uh, directly in person. But uh, <laughs> David, when you David, when you're listening, I still like you. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll tell David. I'll tell David. It's okay. We're on speaking terms. No, no, no. Looking, looking to to have a good reason <laughs> to make him pierce some ears. Now on uh, some some things, uh, some projects. One, yeah, one of uh, it was quite quite interesting and reasonable uh, project in Chengdu, agricultural expo. This has been um, um, yeah, a project in China, uh, which there has been glulam arches in order to close uh, totally with a glass um, structure, glass with uh, all timber uh, sent uh, from Europe through train containers. And has this plenty of those containers in, uh, um, yeah. And it has been built in, uh, in very few time. Everything started in, uh, in October, November and, and finished now is in the yeah even in July it was uh, scheduled yeah Chinese usually when they get into something they get very very quickly very quickly decisions and and it has been a very very challenged very challenged to to produce and to have the ready availability products on on time and especially on the situation that we 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 handle on the logistic and transportation everything was picking. Uh, all the problems with the containers and the train was uh, a good saver, I could say. Mm. Yeah, we talk here about five um, f five big um, arches. I cannot say arches. I think it could be a half um, half circle, so a semi-sphere in which many. Many plants is as a botanical garden, as I mentioned, is going to be uh, is going to be installed. We are talking on uh, heights more than more than 20 meters in some of them, and yeah, mostly connections with the screw. So everything totally hidden, uh, built modular on site, making very quick uh, adaptations. Already last year in Taiyuan, in the north of China, it came another big project. On, uh, on glulam on glulam beams mm, this is that seems to to be the the new normal on the big pro, uh, constructions in, uh, in in china instead of japan uh, there are there is a lot going on in, in clt uh, there are many new clt producers there are about i think five at the moment but there are many new uh, interesting to coming out 
it's a it's an interesting market because mostly they are having their own standardization and they use the local wood so yeah they use what they produce which is very sane for the whole um, chain of the industry they are doing interesting projects in the pipeline uh, especially for multi-stories especially they are doing three to five to six stories but many more multi-stories are, are are coming and arriving so yeah we'll and they also that. um they also have their own standard for clt in japan and i understand that taiwan has also picked up that standard but uh they're also using Eurocode, which is really interesting to see but uh yeah japan's very insular and i think the only company i know up there is making lamb right uh, they started. I think they made a very big push into this industry. I think, um, yeah, they really created uh, a lot of support for people who wanted to to provide um, to to build with uh, this material with CLT. So Glulam Glulam production in Japan is is incredible. There is uh, there is so many so many houses uh, down every year. Uh, last statistics I had in my head was four hundred thousand a year. Um, on a two-story building. But when we talk on mass timber, um, there are many, not only making, there are Sunadaya, um, there are another three, four, which are um, starting also in Fukushima. They are looking to use the forest. Still, the radiation uh, makes the tourism not to be very high and they're looking into in to use their own forest, 60 to 70% of the area of Japan is forest. Yeah. And um, they, 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 the quantity of wood they have, I think it has been a very planned from the government, from the institution, a very good collaboration between the different entities in Japan in order to create this, uh, this industry and this capable growth on production and availability of, of the material together yeah. with the standard. I think they are doing a great, uh, a great job. Mm, mm. And Hannes, in in the US, uh, are you on the ascent building in Milwaukee? We have um, supplied some items for that building. Yes, um, not to the extent that we hoped for. Uh, we had our uh, we we had our technical approval for our screws a few months late, so we were not able to. Um, take part in that. The, the engineer on this particular project wished to have a so-called ICC report on the screws. Uh, we got that now. Um, so on the next project, um, we're hoping to get with our screws in there. Uh, a lot of custom fabrication uh, in there because it's a project that pushes the limits. So um, not many standard uh, connection details, but um, yes some some waterproofing materials tools and uh and some glue some epoxy glue now also so yeah we we have um we have we we do i think we it's probably fair to say that we're one way or another in on most uh, mass timber sites in the us like 80 90 percent um with one of our product lines at least with uh, is it the tools the connectors the fasteners um, or even the safety um, uh, the safety products but probably my one of my favorite pro my, my uh, favorite projects this year um, is a project that is very little known i think um, outside or like probably in general very little known but i like it because it's um it we really leveraged our strengths it involves beaches uh, sex drugs and rock and roll and uh <laughs> a night in nashville so um it is a project that we worked on that i was work personally uh, working on very closely with uh, andreas Sauter in um, the Bahamas in Norman K. Um, the nice thing is, from, from what I liked about it is that we really were able to leverage our full strength and our full product portfolio and our logistics, uh, because 
Island construction is extremely difficult, extremely challenging from a logistics point of view. And <clears throat> uh, so what they're doing is they're redeveloping an island called Norman K. You can look it up and um, uh, it has a quite moved history. It has, it's a pretty much empty island with a huge airport on it because they used it in the early 80s uh, for moving uh, drugs from Colombia into Miami. And um, then there's also Netflix and a Hulu uh, documentary about the Fire Festival, which also was supposed to ha be happening on Norman Kay. And now they're uh, developing a luxury resort on that island. And um, we were able, we had the, the honor to be part of the project by with uh, the full line of uh, waterproofing, membranes, uh, fasteners, safety products, um, uh, tools. And we were able also to leverage a lot of the new innovation and the innovative products that we just came out with, like the lock connector was an integral part of that. And the Alu Start also uh, uh, was deployed on that project. And we were be basically able to, you know, put everything into one container and um, uh, facilitate logistics of, we had like over a hundred SKUs in this project. Uh, so facilitate that by being a one-stop shop and uh, being able to bring everything into one place so that it then can be uh, brought by the island, to the island by the, the chartered uh, boat because it's not an island that is frequently visited by other kind of boats so um yeah and pretty yeah pretty involved project was some at one point i had to uh, to, uh, to end a meeting a sales meeting early and take the jump onto the next airplane to fly down to nashville because uh, customs um wanted to look into one of our uh, one of our shipments and the shipment had to go to Ma to Miami to go on a, a charter boat and if it didn't make that cut then uh, that would have been a disaster so it was a pretty involved project but I think a very nice and very cool project and I hope one day I, I will be able to visit I think those bungalows they cost uh, probably <laughs> north of a thousand dollars a night. So, someone has to do it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it. I think uh, Milos and Patrizio agree with me on this, Hannes. That um, uh, you know, uh, in September next year, the one-year anniversary of this podcast will be on Norman K in uh, one of those bungalows. <laughs> Hopefully, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Hannes, you have a nice work to do in here. I think uh, I'm available and put it now in the agenda. Sure. <laughs> and uh, you can put it in. You've got, you have one year, Hannes, to put it in your budget. So you, you have one year. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're there, Hannes, one of the things that's quite amazing about Rutherblast is not only are they supporting industry and supporting the construction sector, um, from a philosophical perspective of sustainability and timber and renewable technology. Um, but recently you launched your fully timber automated warehouse. Do you want to just give us a little bit of a expose on that, please? Yeah, I'm currently working on my own little warehouse here. It's not fully automated. It's unfortunately uh, <laughs> not in timber. Um, it's a pre prefab uh, steel building here in, in the US. Um, but we needed it fast, and uh, so we just we just decided to buy something. Maybe make something on our own, uh, a little further down the road, um, with uh, buying some time with the, with the current acquisition. And actually, the first the 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 uh, yeah the, the the warehouse in Italy is a pretty exciting project. <clears throat> but unfortunately, I have not been back in Italy in over a year. So I know as much as uh, well, you I have, all. I think I have been. I have been seeing how it grows. Uh, uh, we yeah we we have been done internally many many uh, newsletter in order to update to everyone how it has been. Uh, so I have a couple of numbers here to share. Yeah, but before you do that though, Patrizio, um, I've got the board 
uh, on the phone saying, why are you not building this uh, building in the US in timber, Hannes? <laughs> yeah, time, time. We had to, we just had to buy one, uh, one, an existing warehouse. Um, but yeah, in the future, we'll, we'll also make a little project over here. Hopefully, uh, if, uh, if the trajectory keeps going a little like this, then hopefully it might, it will be a warehouse like in Italy, but, um, again, 30 years versus, um, 10 years still, still ways to go, <laughs> but the U S is the potential. It's, uh, I like it. I like the people here. I like, um, you know, the U S is, uh, if they see an opportunity on, in something, they jump on it, um, with, uh, they make thing they make things happen and um i i think we're going in the right in the in the, in the right direction here patrizio uh, give patrizio us the, has the details yeah give us the numbers patrizio warehouse. ah okay yeah well uh the 24th of july it was uh, the first machine entering in 2020 last year so practically excavation took four weeks, uh, construction of the piles took six weeks, uh, reinforced concrete seven weeks, and uh, and then putting all the timber structure nine weeks. So we are talking here two, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight months. Uh, we have now the whole building uh, finished already since some, uh, since July, yeah, you can count already since some months already set up. Uh, all the automation of the machinery, because this is an automated uh, warehouse, that's the main use is to stock um, pallets. So we are having circa 17,000 new pallet position. And yeah, the automation of, uh, of all, it took uh, six months, which is now coming to the end. Yeah, uh, this is going to be operative uh, very soon. We are, uh, yeah, we're talking here on about extra 4,800 meters square on the surface area, uh, 80,000 cubic meters, 21 meter high by 75 meter long by 40 meter width. So just a small shed, right? Not not very big, just a small one. Right? Uh, I think it's a one-story one-story building. It is no, <laughs> there is no more than one story, but that's a considerable story. You can sleep. There is enough space for everything. <laughs> and congratulations to everyone. That's an amazing achievement. Um, it's a great uh, facility to have. Uh, any other stats for us, Patrizio? Well, now that is uh, it's important on the photovoltaic uh, sit space dedicated. I think Roth, yeah, the company is uh, very dedicated into sustainability. We are changing many of our standards and procedures in order to become uh, even always more. Uh, a big percentage of the energy used in here in our headquarters is coming from renewable uh, sources and uh, we continue on this uh, on on the on this aspect so and the timber's renewable too right so it's it's as we say in australia the ultimate renewable so you've got renewable all around yeah there is and an example here that we give sometimes it's like uh, sequestering 2400 tons on co2 wow about a car doing the worldwide travel around the world 500 times that's wow. On a building, on a building like uh, like, like this, yeah, there are yeah, definitely we are talking with, within each other on this industry on the timber now. But definitely, this is uh, one of the main reasons that it gives us the energy, I guess, at least to myself, just to go ahead. Yeah, and um, was it supplied by Rubna? Correct. Yeah, all yeah. the forest was in within 50 kilometers around. But there is uh, most of the most of the the, the, the trees around in here, and yeah, built by Rubner, and and with many other uh, companies in the area, we we have done many many of the work of installations plus. Um, yeah, on different parts of the of the project. Yes, yeah. yeah. Makes sense to be the closest uh, mm. in order to also be 
coherent with with our vision. And you've reduced the embodied energy aspect too, right? So part of the uh, living building challenge is actually about proximity of resources to the particular project. And so the theory is that the closer the resources to the project, the lower the embodied energy, um, which is obviously measured in in kilojoules and then you can measure it in carbon as well and so the closer proximity to the project the more efficient and more environmentally or sustainably uh, managed it is so it makes perfect sense what you say about the region around the project Mm -hmm. let's change tact a little bit and talk a little bit about the training programs Uh, Rotherblast has got Lots of programs that have gone on, probably less last year. I didn't see as many adverts on LinkedIn or through the website um, as I am starting to see again now as Europe starts to open up. Um, one of the latest ones that I, I put onto uh, the social media platform, uh, because of course Rotherblast is, is the sponsor for the podcast and <coughs> through the, the uh, Mass Timber Construction Journal, was uh, Rotho Talk. Um, so who'd like to give us a, a little bit of a chat about uh, either Rotho School, the webinars you do, or Rotho Talks? Well, I think um, let's I have... Put, let's put Hannes on the spot because he hasn't yeah, been in Italy that's for a while. That's what I wanted to suggest. <laughs> that's what I want to suggest. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, we do, especially in Europe, uh, we're way more structured and we are doing a lot of um, these... these uh, events uh, not only a lot of them in our uh, headquarters uh, because we have the facility there it's always nice to uh, visit it's uh, an easy sell you know it's not it's not like uh, not the worst place in the world um, with the um, backdrop of the dolomites um, and the the wine in the area and the good food and uh, uh, there's worse places to go to um, for educational purposes, let's say. Uh, so we have we're, we have success with um, getting international um, visitors to our headquarters for those uh, English-speaking international courses. The last one before the pandemic, we had um, 85 people there for from 25 countries and all continents from Africa, Australia, and. Asia, the Americas, and all over Europe. So we, those are pretty successful um, events uh, for networking, for educational purposes, and for people just to see what's also possible. Because what we want to do is with our the structure that we have there in at our headquarters, we want to really show that uh, what's possible with timber. So you know, timber in industrial application applications um, and we combine uh, that with uh, you know architecturally attractive spaces it's not just a utility building it's also attractive to work in it it's attract it's pleasing uh, to look at it and uh, it's good for the environment and it's also it should be an inspiration of what is possible with timber and one of the best things about going to um to the headquarters is actually to, to catch up with the legendary Peter Lang. So, Peter, I know you couldn't make it, but thank you very much for um, supporting me in the podcast. And if you do go to one of the Rotho schools, I guess you could probably catch up with Peter and have a coffee and say hello. Yeah, I think we Peter. can call we can call Peter in the new in this mass timber seminar in November, which we have already the date, twenty four. 20, uh, on 28th of November, this, uh, yeah, let's say creator, <laughs> this Peter, uh, Peter idea, I think he has, uh, he has put that down and yeah, I think we, he, we will be quite busy Excellent. Uh, that we can uh, receive again people at home that we couldn't last year. And Milos, uh, you and I have been uh, in the same circles in Australia. Um, Wood Solutions is the sort of the preeminent uh, organisation for education in the, in the country. And I've been very fortunate to speak at some of the events. But you also attend those events and you also work quite closely with people in the university sector and, and with the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about the sort of education programs you've been doing locally? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, I mean, we love uh, the engagement with academia. There is always something that we can bring to the universities and uh, especially, you know, if we have the chance to talk um, to the students um, during their, you know, curriculum days or or we develop a programs, um, certain programs with TAFE colleges um, where um, they call us in let's say twice or three times a year. Um, and, and it's very exciting to, to show uh, pretty much a simple way for us, um, I don't know, to tackle a problem of, uh, of connecting two, two timber frame buildings or two stats together. And, and you would be surprised, you know, um, that it was not a very common thing to, to screw um, timber frame stats together in Australia not that long ago. But now we are seeing, you know, the development and then the chain, the mindset is changing and, and you know, screws are becoming more predominant. And, and, and that's a very good positive things for us. And one, one of the significant um, cooperations we had um, was with one of the TAFEs in Melbourne, where we actually participated with other parties and we built it a one-to-one scale uh, building. Right. Uh, also, Exlam Australia was involved, and uh, remember you, and and that that's great effort. That's a great uh, collaboration effort with companies, and and you know it's open for public. It's open for the businesses to come and and see how different structures or different construction methods can work together, whether it's CLT or Bluelam or timber frame. So yeah, this, this is this is really good. You know, we, we like to to be part of um, universities and tapes. Yeah, and the Box Hill program that you mentioned is actually the first uh, project management uh, mass timber construction and timber prefabricated construction uh, pro, uh, course in Australia. And um, thank you very much for support because I actually put you forward, Milos, to get, to get in touch with us and help with the connection systems to help the students to learn how to uh, construct a mass timber building. And I also need to say a big thanks to Rotho Blast because indirectly before this sponsorship of the podcast and, 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 and this conversation tonight, um, PhD students at Deakin University, whom I'm also associated with, we used the XRAD system and we were doing resistance uh, testing with cross-laminated timber, um, specifically the XLAM softwood uh, timber um, uh, strength and capacity testing for the connection system. So a big thank you again to Rothoblast for helping out uh, at least directly students I've been involved with and also for the Box Hill TAFE course. So that was very, very much appreciated. Uh, Paul, yeah, one thing I want to highlight um, is that in terms of education, one of the biggest impacts we probably do with our day-to-day work um, education is like we are here uh, Rotoblast is an innovation mission and to make innovation happen um, yes uh, courses and headquarters are nice but we talk to the engineers to the architects that have a the time and b the means to you know um, to spend money on on uh, such courses but um, innovation happens in the field and that's where we are um, we have uh, so Milos, Patricio and I, uh, we go out and uh, together with uh, 300 other um, people that we have in, in uh, our technical sales team and the marketing department, we do outreach um, at, and we meet uh, builders in their shops on site. We, um, look over plans with architects and engineers. We provide guidance, we provide information. And um, at any given day, we have probably uh, three to 4,000 customer interactions with uh, builders, with all of the above. And um, that's probably how we make the biggest impact. Any given time, at any any time of the day, is it night in Australia? Is it day in the US? Um, we have people going and visiting um, uh, 
customers and just you know asking questions and giving guidance and uh, with that we, we we try to bring that innovation and that change out into the field to the site yeah and what you did just then was steal my thunder because the next question was how do you engage with the market so you were spot on Hannes you must be psychic I think (laughs) (laughs) Um, and what's really interesting is that it's uh, you know nine o'clock in Australia so Milos has finished work Um, it's seven o'clock in where your time zone is I think where are you at the moment in Carolina, North Carolina, Me? South Carolina? Uh, yeah, I'm in North Carolina. In North Carolina, right. So you haven't started, but yeah. Patrizio is here doing a podcast. Should he not be out talking to architects or people in the field? Is this right? He should. He should. Patrizio, <laughs> what are you doing there? You're on You're on mute, Patrizio. You're on mute. <laughs> you're, you're on mute. <laughs> okay, that's why hey! I think it was... It was wondering this. It was wondering this to be a mute. Yeah. No. Uh, no, I've been doing that for long, and uh, yeah, lockdown is an excuse for so many people, and also for I can use that one here now. Uh, well, you know what? Everyone at Rotho Blast will be hearing this podcast, right? And uh, if Eleonora hears about this and she starts promoting things on LinkedIn, I can't prevent that, my friend. <laughs> Now we are, I think at, at some point we should put teams on holidays and start really to go into into mm. into the market. That is not very possible for many reasons. We have said a couple of times now, not be able to travel. So yeah, I'm forcedly, forcedly connected by via, yeah, via teams. So working from office late, uh, late days. Yeah, excellent. Well, look, uh, we've been going. We have to. Yep. We have to meet people where they are, and that's what we try to do. Yeah. So to wrap up, because we've been going for an hour now, uh, let's just close it down. So, Milos, if people are in Australia or Asia or New Zealand, you know, how do, how do they engage with you? How do they get in touch with you and say, listen, send somebody out here, or I'd really like to learn more? What, what do the people need to do? Um, look, um, we, we, we're seeing the organic growth, so people are aware of Rotoblast, uh, aware of the brand. So that's a, that's a very pleasing factor. Um, they, they write us an email, they can, they can see our website, they can look up uh, all the details on our website, which is really, you know, has everything they need. They can download the beautiful catalogs, um, up-to-date catalogs with the lot's latest technical data sheets and you know give me a call anytime you know that's that's where we are and that's uh, we are here for them excellent and i'll put your details in the show notes as well so they can get in contact with you in the region because the podcast is all about enabling the industry to grow the industry so everyone benefits so i'm happy to promote exactly what it is that you want to push out so yeah give me those details and i'll put them in Hannes, uh, the the uh, warehouse on the west coast. When when will that be open, and how do people get engaged with you uh, generally across the U.S. and and the regions that surround the U.S.? Uh, I so the west coast warehouse is already operational, and uh, now we're adding a east coast warehouse. Uh, we're in a tight timeline. Target is that we start shipping products in. Um, late November, early December out of our uh, East Coast warehouse and uh, it will be located near Philadelphia um, where I am, where I live now. So uh, and people can reach me or us, uh, you know, probably the best way to start is to go on our website at rotoblast.com and go to the contacts page. There is um, always the, the you know the closest uh, point of contact to reach out to because we are also growing so uh, any any contact information will be uh, obsolete uh, pretty quickly and um, yeah I will just uh, my, my goal is to get uh, to all 50 states in the next uh, year or so so I will probably someone reaches out I will be on their doorstep yes and 
and very tired when you do that. And is it true that the uh, 100th customer for the new uh, East Coast uh, warehouse gets a trip to the Bahamas? <laughs> uh, exactly. So we're, we're waiting for the orders. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, I've just put Hannes on the spot. So if you're the 100th customer, uh, you'll be going to the Bahamas uh, to Norman Kay. Uh, Patrizio, how do they get in contact with you in, what if I'm in China or I'm in Hong Kong? How do I, how do I get in contact with you from the region? Well, I think that's, that's one of the interesting business strategy or the business concept of Rotolat is to be locally, to be presented and represented locally. We don't work uh, and be, we are not represented from a distributor giving us uh, exclusive and uh, developing the brand or trying to make sell our product. So we are present uh, in China uh, with people living in Shanghai. We have the office in Shanghai, for example, and we have been delivering projects into Hong Kong recently. A very nice, uh, very nice project handled directly from from our uh, our team there. And I think this is one of the main. Uh, I totally agree with Hannes on the training, uh, how we try to bring the knowledge from the company abroad, but from the learning process on abroad. So we chat all the things that we learn in our client's door back to work inside and bring this innovation to then uh, become local. No? Uh, we, we were really attaching to this concept. So we work globally, but actually uh, we are localized uh, very much locally, not only for yeah, connectors, but we are very much into into this other um, product portfolio that Hannes uh, said before, waterproofing, uh, tiniest air, um, energy consumption. There is a big, big trend. And yeah, we will look into getting in touch one, uh, one by one with local people that can support. Yeah, excellent. And I think the global approach is something that was really made popular sort of around about, you know, mid 90s, early 2000s. And it was very, very difficult for people to actually deliver on the global promise. But it seems to me that from all accounts and all I have seen and direct representation here in you know my region, that that's actually what's happening. And I think it's a significant turning point uh, for your organization and a significant strategy. So I must commend you on that. Uh, if we can finish off now, Milos, have you got any last words for anyone that's in Australia that you would like to share? Um, look, I'm always uh, available and I always uh, look forward to, to new challenges uh, to help out uh, because, uh, you know, mass timber becoming, you know, um, everyday topic in Australia. So please um, get in touch. I'm looking forward. Thank you, my friend. And thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Hannes? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we look, we often look back into the past and we think, uh, oh, it would have been so exciting to live this and that era, uh, era of uh, technological change. But I think we're right now going through one of those areas, um, eras of uh, change. And uh, it's extremely exciting to be part of it. And I'll look forward what the future brings for uh, the mass timber industry. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to working on the CTBUH projects with you as well, because mm. I know we're on a couple of steering committees. Um, and yeah, uh, I look forward to catching up with you uh, off the podcast, but probably on a Teams or a Zoom meeting. I don't know what Daniel's got in store for us for CTBUH, but I'm sure it's just going to be back to back um, uh, videos or, or video calls. I think my next one with you is I'll, it'll be midnight for me here when you join. It'll be like 9 or 10 a.m. for you. So uh, you'll have the reverse for me for being at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning where you are. <laughs> uh, Patrizio, what would you like to say as closing comments from you? Well, um just invite to visit the Italian Alps. I think I moved from from Spain for other reasons, not really for work, but I I discovered this part of the world is uh, very 
very, very nice for both work and holidays. So I think the best is uh, just to give the last message that uh, our headquarter is open for everyone to, to want to see our reality. It's really deserved also for for environment and, uh, and, and the wine around. So welcome here. Yeah, excellent. And I think uh, anyone that's been on the Rotherblast School uh, tours and 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 travelled to the region, I know the uh, World Conference for Timber Engineering was in the region um, a couple of years ago, and some colleagues of mine from Australia visited to uh, to the school. And uh, I think yeah, it's a great experience. Uh, the region's great. And I know the food and the and the and the wine and the alcohol is great as well. So, thank you very much for your yeah. time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for being a part of the podcast and being the major sponsors. And it was really great to have Australia, the US, and Europe all. On. I've not had the three regions all on the one call all at once before. So I do thank you for your time and appreciate it. So. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Thank, Thank you, Paul. Thank you. I'll see you guys.